Hi, this is Frank Muller with Is It Right or Is It Easy? Today's conversation is about the cancer of political parties. Uh, the source for today's conversation is President George Washington's farewell address to the country. In that farewell address, President Washington advances his idea of the dangers of sectionalism and expands that warning to include the dangers of political parties to the government and to the country as a whole. Isn't that uh, prophetic? His warnings took on added significance by the recent creation of the Democratic Republican Party by Thomas Jefferson to oppose Alexander Hamilton's Federalist Party, which at the heart of that was a debate between state rights and the centralization of federal control. Many ways that promoted the interest of certain groups and regions within America over others. So whether it was a state's rights philosophy or a Federalist, philosophy. It was seeking the preference of one group over the other. A more pressing concern for President Washington, for which he makes great reference to in this portion of his farewell address, was the Democratic-Republican efforts to align with France in treaty and the Federalist efforts to align the nation with Great Britain by treaty in an ongoing conflict between those two European nations brought about after the French Revolution. While President Washington accepts the fact that it is natural for people to organize and operate within groups like political parties, he also argues that every government has recognized that political parties as an enemy and has sought to repress them because of their tendency to seek more power than other groups and take revenge on political opponents. How ironic in today's age. Hmm. Moreover, President Washington makes the case that the alternate domination of one party over another and the coinciding efforts to exact revenge upon their opponents will and have led to horrible atrocities and is, quote, itself a frightful despotism, but that this leads at length to a more formal and permanent despotism, unquote. From President Washington's perspective and judgment, the tendency of political parties toward permanent despotism is because they eventually and gradually, quote, incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual, end quote. Isn't this amazing how our first president warns us of these things? President Washington goes on to acknowledge the fact that parties can sometimes be beneficial in promoting liberty in monarchies, but argues that political parties must be restrained in a popularly elected government of the people 
because of their tendency to distract the government from its duties, create unfounded jealousies amongst groups and regions, raise false alarms and panics amongst the people, promote riots and insurrection, and provide foreign nations and interest access to our government where they can impose through that process their will upon our country. Can we imagine a political environment devoid of parties? Really? Hmm. What a novel concept that citizens themselves motivated out of a specific concern or cause run on the merits of an issue or idea rather than the label of a team or a party. Can you imagine an election that doesn't have an R or D next to a candidate's name? Wouldn't that, interestingly, cause us to have to know whom and why we're voting for them? Hmm. The base human instinct is to categorize and align itself into groups is manipulated in this political discourse for purposes of power. The founders recognized this issue. They, in fact, experienced it and vainly tried to limit the influence or even existence of political parties. Obviously, even that effort amongst those founders failed, and with it, its idealistic notion that men and women of conscience and principle would run for political office to advance an idea with the mandate of the people. Once that goal is accomplished, they would retire once again to private life, to pursue the liberties and happiness a free society provides. Oh, how a president like President Washington tried to demonstrate, did demonstrate with his actions, the idea that he ran for a purpose, served for a purpose, once accomplished, he retired. Amazing. Contemplate a world where there are no Republicans or Democrats. Each politician is stripped of their label. That infrastructure of the party and that money, they can only now run on the merit of their ideas and their capabilities. The blessings of a spirited debate on the issues between politicians who have taken it upon themselves individually to become experts in an idea and to advocate it strongly in the public forum subject to debate and counter-argument. This would give our society the freedom to hear ideas, not labels, and will bring us together as the founders intended with a profound sense and understanding of our political system. This is what impressed de Tocqueville in his tour through America in that 19th century, remarking that even the most ignorant America understood their political system and their role within it. An informed populace on our structure, educated with the best of competing ideas, 
can create a society that benefits exponentially from that diversity of thought and that strength of opinion. The path to resolving our current issues is to break down groups, then build up ideas manifested through the best and brightest in our society and unite us as brothers and sisters around our country and across the planet with these common values through our example and our vision of human liberty expanded beyond this beautiful oasis in space. In later blogs, I will expand upon the idea of neutrality and my suggestion that all foreign entanglements eventually facilitate the conflict we seek to avoid. May peace be with us all.